0: Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the Amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Eva serves hundreds of private label seven-figure sellers. To get a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazing fBA Hey, folks, welcome back to the 10k collective podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and eight figure Amazon and e commerce sellers. Today we are talking to Omar Angry of margin business and he's talking about his specialization that he and his team specializing doing about a thousand listings a month of of optimizing their for translation optimizing for conversion i should say by translation and localization services in all the different amazon marketplaces out there so we're going to keep going with this interview i'd urge you if you have even thought of selling in a country other than us or uk that you think this one through there is a lot of money being left on the table by sellers out there that might be you in which case you want to up your game and there's a lot of opportunity because if your competition is very very poor at this game and a lot of them are then there's huge competitive advantage for you if you can be bothered to educate yourself a bit about how they go about this so stay tuned and enjoy the show Okay. So tell me about the A plus content. So you can change the... So I haven't actually tried to do this myself. So this is where the, the maybe it's a slightly dumb question if you've done it yourself and you're listening, but you can change what? All the pictures in A plus content by each country, is that right? Or is it just yes. the language? Yes. yes oh, okay. Yes. So you can make it very, very specific. Okay, great. So that's our real localization tool that is easy to use, right? I, I get what you're saying. So I guess, for example, if somebody in Germany says this is really well-made and solid because they like that kind of thing. But, you know, it's really difficult to use. Then you have to put in some different pictures there from the Italian say it looks beautiful and therefore you have to show the beauty of the product, right? Is that, that the kind of yes, thing exactly. you mean, Got exactly, you? exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. By the way, like it's, America's listening that if you're trying to lump together Europe as a, as a whole there's a there is a lot of similarities obviously from a distance but the germans are obsessed with engineering and and products working well the italians love design it's kind of a cliche exactly. but it really is it's true very good very you good. would buy an italian car because you love the excitement of it but you wouldn't buy it for reliability i mean that's just it's just no, a factor sure, they're getting better but they yeah they're characterful and fun but they fall apart in my experience so yes that, that's something to bear in mind so um yeah, interesting stuff. So this that's the localization piece. Can you give us some examples? We, we've given one example, but let's give us a couple more examples. Let's stick to Germany because it's the biggest market financially and therefore often the first one people go for. Give us some more examples of where you see American classic errors that American or British sellers make when they go into Germany in terms of localization. What kind of red flags should we look out for in our own writing sales copy? For
1: example, for Americans, from, from what I've seen, they are, they have their market. I, I personally like American marketing because it's very, it's like a giant walking. It makes the, the air shake. You know, when you look at the pictures, <laughs> it's like big, big impact script you have, you know, I'm just, I'm just picking something random in my head, you know, something maybe, maybe dark it's, it's very shiny, you know, it's flashy for, for the U S it's something amazing. But for example, uh, for Italy, you cannot, you cannot get into there. Well, or for example, Germany, it's as well too, too much. So German really like, it's, it's almost like, like, like Italy, but it's a little, bit, a little bit less. So if it's, it cannot be too much and it needs to speak to the customer. They need to see themselves in there. So you cannot just come over with the, with the American marketing and put this uh, in front of a German customer. It needs definitely to be adapted. It needs to be less loud. Let's, let's say it this way.
0: Yeah, I, I think right, Americans look at German marketing, and even Brits as well, and it looks very bland and factual. And I think yes. you need to get over that, because your instincts will be to be in, in a country of shouting people than the person who shouts loudest. It, that sounds very... I'm not, I am not. mean, also, you know, it's not a, a judgment against Americans, but it's just a different... Even the way Americans speak, if you're sitting in a cafe in Europe, and this isn't the prejudice, it's just a fact... The Europeans will be embarrassed because the Americans are going, hey, honey, put that down. And it's like twice as loud as anyone in the room. Now, if you're in America, everyone's that loud. It doesn't stand out to some degree in Italy, by the way, it's the same. But if yes, you do yes, that so in Germany or especially well. in Britain, in, Spain in Britain, well. for example, it's a British prejudice that if you speak loudly, it's a bit kind of uncultured, like you're a bit poor. Or, I don't know. British upper class people tend to speak quite quietly. And these are weird sort of. Cultural prejudices—they're not right or wrong, but if you want to sell, you need to disrespect that, and therefore you need to yes, park sure. your own culture. And I think that's really hard for a lot of people, and myself included. I mean, I've lived in Germany for a couple of years, so I'm used to the differences. But you have to accept it at some level and and make your friends with that because just because your instincts are screaming that it's right doesn't mean it is for the other person, and that's just a cultural translation thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I guess that's that's when you just have to hire a native speaker and trust them because. For you, it might look boring. Or if you're a German selling in America, it might look ridiculous and screaming. Like even Brits selling in America, I often look at their images and their copy and I oh, say, that it's is exactly not punchy same, enough. Yes. You need to be more aggressive, more exciting. You need to be absolutely cutting to the chase with the language. And, you know, Brits also struggle with translating into American. So it's not the only way around, you know, and we yes, have exactly. to you know, if you, if you talk very quietly in America, nobody will hear you. <laughs> so anyway, one more question I've got around this, actually, we we're talking about this thing of, of trying to get around the fact that the nine main images, which do most of our marketing work for us, let's face it, we can't localize the countries. Now I've tried with, sometimes with clients, with clients have suggested to me having separate ASINs in different countries in order to get around this. Is this, do you think a viable way of dealing with it or is that too sort of messy? What's your thought about that?
1: I, I personally, I personally like everything in one place, you know, I don't like the, the different and stuff or, I mean, if it's, if this works, I have never like tried it myself to 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 do this test, but I think, I think it's, uh it's messy for the, for the upload and for the person as well working on there. And as well at the, at the end when you're, when you want to, I don't know, it's for, for me, it's not, it's not the way to go, you know, yeah. I like it like. You know, it, it should be every one ASIN for this and this ASIN for that. It's uh, like this; it it should be the best. Like if you grow, if you get bigger and uh, you have more, I've seen accounts where it's completely goes goes a bit upside down when you have lots of lots of products. So yeah, it's, it's just it's just my opinion. You know, it's I, I know there's people doing it. I know there's people doing it good, but it's a different way of working. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think as a, if you've got very few products, like I don't know ten, yes, then if you could probably yes. convey. 70 ASINs. I mean, that's already going to be a pen or 50 or 40, whatever it is. But yeah, if you've got a big catalog, it's going to be a nightmare to manage. I mean, I think you're right. <laughs> the other thing is that obviously your, your average rating, you know, those, those critical stars uh, on the search results pages is not going to translate. And the number of reviews isn't going to translate. So, although the localization is good, you've lost the power of having lots of reviews. And, yes. you know, it's probably also better if you're selling a product to Germans who tend to be pretty harsh with their reviews. It's more like a technical analysis of German views. Sometimes it's like, here's a 15 page report on your product. It's and so different from the German. And, yeah, and, with everything. You know. Like, but normally here are the 10 things that are wrong with your product. It's it's the sort of thing I would love to hire somebody like that as part of my, my product development process, because they would really hone it but you don't want that in public. So I'd rather dilute something like that with some friendly French and Spanish reviews anyway. So yeah, it's interesting. It's one of those things you have to think through. It is an option. It's interesting that you don't completely dismiss it, but I think structural complexity is not what we need to add in our Amazon accounts right now, is it? Because as you said, they're already yeah, complex it's, it's, enough. It's, it's, yeah. And, and I think also if you're trying to sell that business later on, it's going to really confuse people. As I like to say, hang on, you've got 15 different ASINs and say, Oh no, that's just one product. What? That's already a bad conversation isn't this. So i'm kind of air on your side i have to say um so let's talk about the words so we talked about localization but often you know we talked about localizing images in a plus content that makes sense people often dismiss the words because they think it's all image marketed do you think the words make much of a difference these days and and if so why why do you think that matters you think on the you mean on the pictures the words I mean, on the pictures well, that's a good question well okay let's yes. talk words on pictures and the words in the rest yeah. of the listing words in general so we what have
1: we we have, see, we have seen a trend what meant? what means like the first picture is a very you know very decent picture which uh, which is white background and everything but the second we already begin to see a lot of lifestyle, for example, if it's a microphone, like in front of me, there is these, you know, the different here he got, you can turn it around and here you can do this and here you can do that. So it's already very, we, we go to, we go somewhere where I know I'm in a few years, see that it's like a video already, you know, we, we're going to pass to a video. I, I think pictures at some point will go, but for now, what I see the trend is going is really that products will be already almost described on the pictures. I mean, not too crazy, but there is there is a lot like there there need to be information on there. Some people don't want to read, so they need to have a fast sentence which make them buy already on the pictures, and which they say, Oh yes, that's good, that's good. You know, like like I don't know, when we have the microphone here, what I have in front of me, and they say or, or the 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 headphone, what I have on my ear, noise cancelling. Noise canceling is a small word. We can just pop it onto the onto the picture. And the ones who are searching for noise cancer, we definitely buy it, or they look into the next word, and there is another one, and there is Bluetooth, and there is another one. So small uh, facts about the article is definitely good in the pictures rather than explaining the whole thing. The, ex- the explanation or the direct explanation should be in the description, for example. So I would definitely uh, go for... Um, for at least like three pictures where we can really uh inform the customer on the pictures about what the article uh, is all about so they can see already in the beginning or or if it's for example shoes and they are they are vegan that you have the vegan emblem, that you have that that you have all all these all these necessary uh, certifications which make them stand out of any other competitors so the more certification the better And uh, this is, this is, for example, what the German customers want to go for. They don't want, if they search for natural shoes, sorry, vegan shoes, they don't want any other shoes. They want the vegan shoes and they want the vegan shoes with this certificate, this certificate, this certificate, which certifies hundred percent that they are good for the environment. So yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And so I was just thinking about what you were saying earlier with having English plus the three main European languages that you probably go for, in most cases, depending on your product. I know, for example, in Italy, certain things. I know somebody did very well with watches and very specific things, but mostly it's Germany, France, and then maybe Spain. Even Spain can be quite small, in my experience. So, But but then you said, okay, I want to see English in three other languages. I was thinking, wow, that's going to take a lot of space up. But I guess if you're using a word like noise cancelling i guess it's only you know a shorter amount of text so i'm i'm taking the the you're talking about translating two or three words not whole sentences right
1: yes exactly but there is as well one picture for example where we can go you put for example the flag you fit you put the british flag you put the german flag you put the french flag you put the spanish flag and you put you can put as well as put a sentence but this for example i would put it like on the last picture uh, somewhere where it needs to be this information needs to be on there. For example, you know, maybe I would I would I would not go there and for the item, maybe I would leave it in in English, depending on the item, depending on the main country where it's going to be sold. If Germans see that item, there is some English words on it. I don't think that is too bad. It don't need to be German, but if you if you really hundred percent only sell it in Germany, definitely put German on there.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing that I would say, for example, with British sellers, that I know it's, it's a lot of hassle these days to sell into Europe. I mean, it's weirdly, this is a post Brexit thing. It's so weird. It's literally 30 <laughs> yes. miles from, from England to France. Yes. It's closer than I am to a lot of the rest of England. It's crazy. And when London to anywhere else, significance is 100 miles uh, or, you know, 160 kilometers or whatever. Yes. But, but yet, it's like trying to ship to China right now. It's a super large yes, amount it's of hassle. So. A lot of British sellers are, instead of thinking about Europe as a whole and just put everything in Europe, they're starting to VAT register for, say, Germany and just focus on Germany because that's hard enough. And I think that's actually not a bad approach for Americans as well. I mean, is that something that... Obviously, it's a slightly it's a bigger strategy question than just translation, which are you guys translation, localization, optimization for conversion is what you focus on. But as a sort of bigger strategic question, do you think that's a good approach or do you think people are, are one wise and they should try and go for all of Europe and just see what works kind of thing?
1: Normally, if, if we have companies from the US and uh, they're big companies, they know about where their product's going to be shipped, where their products is being used. For example, most of the times for American sellers, they can see the map, and when it goes over, because you can still see who orders from you and, and pay even and if they even pay the higher rate because you don't you don't you don't sell in uh, for example in, in the UK or you don't sell in Germany Germany, they can still see that somebody ordered. So then you can see, aha uh-huh, can I is it make is it worth it to sell in the UK? Or is it worth it as well to sell in, in Germany? And if you have this possibility, definitely, I would begin with with the UK as always, and then Germany at the same time. And from there, I would look at the other markets and check little by little, you know, because Germany and, and the UK will already give you enough uh, enough headache. Sorry, what I won't say headache, they give you, uh, in you will be very occupied to very busy, sorry, very busy.
0: Uh, that's very, by the way, what you just did is change from British culture to American culture. Because in America. <laughs> being negative in any way is kind of just basically rude. I mean, the Americans I interview for the podcast and speak to privately are the most incredibly polite people ever. The Brits are uh, ruder, they swear more, and they're more they don't mind the word not or bad or awful they're okay with that so that's another that you right there you just showed that, like localization. you were localising to UK and then you went oh hang on that sounds very negative and then you went on American like well it's somewhat challenging Well, Brit would say it's a pain in the butt that's what they would say it's a pain in the ass. Okay. I hate it but it makes me money that's what a British person would say when I'm speaking to them privately anyway if they're not trying to sell something so for a British person if you're really really positive normally they're thinking what are you trying to sell me <laughs> so so, yes, but okay. you're absolutely right. Whether you think of it as you're very busy, the American version is very challenging or it's a pain in the ass, the British version. It, both things are true. You're absolutely right. I mean, I would say it's a pain in the ass selling in America, uh, selling in, in Europe right now if you're British. So for Americans, it's going to be that little bit harder because, you know, the geography is a bit different. So I think moving little by little and starting with the obvious easy yeah. wins is a great idea. But I would yeah. say, and to anyone listening, I've just been banging the drum about this and I'm going to do it again. Newsflash, folks! Two things: Germany is a bigger market than the UK by quite a lot if you're looking at revenue or gross market volume, whatever you want to yes. call it. But also, American sellers speak English, therefore British market is very crowded with American sellers, and they're using PPC to sell their products. Germany has that barrier of entry because, well, perceived barrier of entry, even not if you use Omar and his team of the language, and therefore it's just less crowded, and therefore it's not just about it's a bigger market in terms of volume, but it's a bigger market potentially for you in terms of profit. I mean, is that is that just definitely. me, or are you saying the same kind of? Uh, no, no, no. It's the same. It's the same. Well. It is.
1: It is definitely because I mean, if you look at the whole picture, Europe has about the same size as the United States. Okay, so uh, American sellers are very. Uh, they they have the whole field in order to sell. Now in Europe, Germany is really a big market. They really ordering a lot. Since COVID, it's even a lot, a lot more. I don't have numbers now in my head how much it is, but it's definitely a lot. And it it makes a hundred percent sense for an American seller to attack this this market, uh, a part of UK as well. But and, uh, because at the moment there is nothing better and nothing bigger, and if you're already established and big in the in the US, you have definitely enough resources to come over to build this up and and to, to crush the competition. Uh, this is uh, this is what we want to do.
0: Absolutely. And by the way, that's an Americanized, uh, localized piece of language again. It's funny that I was thinking about, <laughs> you right. know, localization isn't just about changing language. I mean, Americans try and sell in Britain and they don't quite get that either. I mean, I think localization in Britain is important. If you say crush it, to a British person, that sounds like you're trying to, you're about to, to smash to them in the face yeah, yeah do, do something very aggressive whereas to american that's just normal business so like you know there's a level of aggression in the language for example yes, um, in business to business language so it's interesting i mean you know th- this is just i'm just reflecting playfully on it because i speak to americans all the time for my work but it, there is a big difference and, and as brits we kind of kind of ignore it and then we're suddenly very conscious of it in certain contexts so that's funny so obviously you're very very expert in all these areas. So, what services do you offer if somebody comes to you, like a UK-based person or, or an English speaker or an American company, and says, "We want to sell in Europe. We want to do Germany and France to start with." What services do you offer them? So,
1: normally, what we do, like like I said, we do the listing uh, optimization and translation. So, Amazon listing optimization and translation. Optimization in general is not only the keywords, as we have been speaking about as well. Is the pictures on the side even we do even the photo shooting there will be a separate website as well but for now the services are with, within a margin business and as well the a plus content really the whole picture of the listing the, the 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 translation of the listing the keyword research in the listing the competitor research in the listing the ppc key- keywords if need back end keywords obviously so we really take care in general of the whole picture of, of the listing to make it look like a really nice entry point for the customer who has already his credit card here and he just want to buy. When they come on the listing, they will say, "Okay, that's it. I'm going to buy." This is what we do. We help customers to sell more who sell on Amazon, and yeah, this is the, the the main purpose of of our business. And we have the staff, like I already mentioned, it's we don't hire on demand. No matter what project we get, obviously, if we get a project where where we have to translate ten thousand. Ten thousand uh, scoop per month. Then it's going to be different. But for 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 now, we're running at about a thousand per month, a thousand uh, translations per month, and we have the team who is there. So once w- if we get more, that's not a problem. There is always somebody who is adapted to one uh, one project. Who knows? For example, we know who is good for a higher level product. Who is good for for example for products which which going to be sold a lot during the day or which going to be kicked out if they don't perform well. So every every customer we can cover. We have the the, 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 the marketing-trained people. We have the Amazon-trained people. We have the content and copywriter, all the person in one go. So if we speak about seven languages here, you sh- if you go to Fiverr or Upwork, you have to hire seven people which have all these qualities, which you obviously can do, yeah. but it will cost you more time more money, more headache. Uh, You need a manager who is actually hiring all of these people. So if you're a big business, you know that you don't have that time and you don't have really time to take care of this. So obviously you are better off hiring an agency like Margin Business or other companies which are out there, which doing services
0: uh, like ours. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is that people often think about the the kind of cost structure of what what is it they're buying? And the answer is, well, hiring people in itself and finding quality people and training them that's so time-consuming. Oh. I mean, it it's doesn't like, mean you can't yeah. do it. If you're running an eight-figure business and you want to do in-house translation work or a nine-figure business, maybe it makes sense to in-house it. But, I mean, you've got to be very, very real about what it is you're doing. You're building a mini translation agency within your business, right? And yes, exactly. For most people, Definitely. it doesn't make sense. If you've even got 100 SKUs and you want to you know, get, get a bunch of German translations done and French translations and then maybe optimize them again in three, six months' time, Why would you go and hire? Yeah, yeah. Why would you hire an entire new team, distract yourself from your core business, and then go back to it, and then fire all the people again because they've done their job? It doesn't make sense as as a workflow. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of 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 hiring experts. And again, once again, I can't stress this enough. I can turn the economics of your business if you get the conversion piece right. That is a one-time cost. Well, yeah, some some refresher, but mostly one-time cost that will pay you back again and again every single time somebody comes to your listing. Whereas PPC will cost you money every single click forever. Oh, the yes. same with your product costs, right? So I just think I'm a big fan of assets you create once and get paid multiple times for and, and your listing is that thing. So I'm a big fan of this. I'm, I'm always begging people to to do that and and uh, I'm glad to have you as part of the team to offer that. So people go to amazingfba.com forward slash Omar for mother ar then um you can get a special deal from him on his team mention me michael Vizi, or amazing fba if you're booking any services so have you got any special deals for for the listeners or is it just a standard standard thing
1: yes if listeners come over we can give a, a, a direct 10 percent discount on the first in the first invoice amazing um this is for the uh, listeners who, who came through this uh, this podcast definitely and I have as well a last message for Thanks. for everyone listening. And it, it's as well about the agency, what is going on at the moment and everything. If everyone have heard about aggregators, if you didn't heard about them, you will hear about them. They are big companies who are buying Amazon businesses. They do a very good job and they are super professional and they have a lot of resources in order to do this. We, don't, we talk about worldwide. We talk about the U.S. or Germany or or uh, the rest of Europe, no no matter where. So they, they are coming in and they are as well having what you just mentioned, Michael. They're having these small agencies within the company or they are hiring agencies like ours, for example. Now, when we have other companies or business development managers who are up to now not ha- having not invested into listings, into PPC, really, I mean, look at the whole listing, look at the pictures, everything of the whole products, they will lose at some point because the aggregator companies have the resources and they will make this happen because they buy the businesses and they buy them to make them better. They're not there for just gliding through and uh, get get like uh, 40% of the, of the whole uh, product, what they could take. They want to take the 100%. So they will put money in there. So anyone who has a small business or a medium or a big business and uh, want to survive within the next, this is my prognostic, this is not written somewhere, Yeah, hmm. but want to survive the next years, definitely needs to step up and invest into the listings, into the whole listing in order to compete with these professional aggregators or brands which are coming out of there.
0: Agreed. Yeah. So the, I think there are various step changes that have happened for various reasons over the time. I've been selling Amazon since twenty fourteen. Now, for like a uh, you know in dog years, that's like you know a fifty years that's in the more. normal world. <laughs> yeah. And I think I I agree a hundred percent with you. I mean, the thing is, I've interviewed a ton of aggregators for the business. I've had clients that have sold their businesses, and I know now people who've, who've become business brokers. You know that sort of thing. So I I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's an obvious thing, but people have just been. Amazon sellers have been looking at the aggregator thing with some interest, but in some cases they've been saying, well, I'm not selling my business yet. So it's not relevant to me. And I agree with you hundred percent. That is absolute garbage. It's so incredibly relevant because whether you sell your business to them or not, you're competing with people who's suddenly incredibly well-funded, and they may not know Amazon as well as you do in some cases. That's your opportunity, right? But they know marketing, they know image marketing, they know copywriting, they know localization. And therefore, yeah, I I couldn't agree more. You've got to up your game. So even if it looks at the moment like it's good enough to be mediocre, I couldn't agree with you more. I think this is a much broader message that I I agree with you that's good to get out there. Like The aggregators are changing the game for everybody and that that's you've got to up your game or, or get out of town really so i agree with you and and what better way to up your game than than to develop an asset as in a listing that will pay you for as long as you have it i mean as opposed Definitely. to ppc which makes you money this month and then next month the costs have gone up and you've got to change it again we have to play the ppc game but i always find it kind of depressing whereas i love great photography and great great um marketing copy yes. can last for years i mean in the amazon space is very fast changing but there was there was some subscription copy that somebody wrote for subscription the new york times and they tested against this control and it took them 30 years of testing to beat it can you imagine that that copy wow. was the best copy you could have for 30 years now this isn't quite as evergreen as that because it's amazon but it goes to show how much of an asset and a long-term asset really well written copy can be so i think people underestimate that at their peril and you're the guys to do it so just remain to me say emma i thank you so much for coming on the show real pleasure thank you to for to having to me and very educational stuff and and i agree with your warning about aggregators i think that's an important point so thank you for you know the warning and also you know if people want to make sure they're proofing their business against that onslaught of competition again amazingfba.com forward slash omar o m for mother ar uh, you get a 10 percent discount off margin business if you want to go and use their localization translation services and uh, I, re- I reckon a lot of people should do just that so omar thank you so much for coming on the show real pleasure
1: thanks for having me michael
0: thanks for listening to the 10k collective podcast for six and seven figure amazon sellers i really hope you found the show helpful to you please don't forget to subscribe to the show and if you're on apple podcasts please do leave us a quick star rating It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.